Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bj's.com slash newalbany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Good morning. On today's broadcast, Donica shares her personal journey of living a life with a parent in recovery. Keep in mind, before there was recovery, there was an addiction to alcohol and other mind-altering substances. Donica chooses to focus on her mom's recovery story. Today we share her story, but in future broadcasts, it is your recovery journey that we will focus on. So, Donica, before we get started, tell us more about Recapture and tell the listening audience what made you want to get into radio broadcasts? You were already doing many things within your community, um, within your organization that you have, speaker, author. What made you decide to bring your ministry to the radio airwaves? Thank you so much, Essence. As you said before, in my other life, I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother. My grandchildren call me Coco. I am an author and I'm a community leader. I run an organization called the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration. We celebrate recovery from alcohol and substance use disorders in honor of the life and legacy of my mom, the Miss Patricia Ann Strange. In our organization, we help women on their recovery journey and we provide them with educational scholarships to help them in their new life journey. I believe this program, Recapture, is an extension of the service that we have to others. And I believe that we can reach a broader audience with the message of Jesus Christ. I know the listening audience, they already have KKHT preset on their radios, but I want you to save this time and join us each week. Ask someone that may not be a listener necessarily to join us and give us a chance because I believe our frank conversations will be able to help someone. Well, this is the perfect time to just jump straight in. Uh, and if really you think it's important, we kind of share your mom's story. Okay, thank you so much, Essence. When I was growing up, we lived in the inner city. My mother had alcohol and substance use issues. Uh, I would tell you that some of the things that were going on, we didn't know a lot about because the adults in our lives were adults and they didn't share a lot of things with us so I give a shout out to my grandmother who's 90 years old I never heard my grandmother say any disparaging things or berate my mother she showed love to us but my mom did have an addiction in her life and I I came to learn those things when I became older she had an addiction to alcohol cocaine and later crack cocaine my mother spent several years in addiction, but in 1996, 
she made a commitment to herself and she enrolled into a drug treatment program. My mom lived a sober life for almost 10 years. On December 16, 2005, my mom, she was preparing to plan a celebration party for herself. She was going to buy herself a diamond and have a party. But that would not be. Later that day, my mom, we're all having lunch. She told us about the party, and she said she she wasn't feeling well. Okay, Mom, she wasn't feeling well, so we're going to go home. She wanted to get her insurance card. We're going to take her to the doctor. My mom fell ill that day. As she went into her room, she kneeled on her bed, and she said, y'all need to help me. You guys, we're in Texas. Um, (laughs) Help me. She said, y'all need to help me. And she collapsed. Those were my mother's last words. The paramedics came, and the efforts to revive my mom were unsuccessful. On December 16, 2005, my mom passed away. She did not get her diamond on earth, but I decided that we would celebrate women in her honor. The women we celebrate, we call them diamonds. I started an organization called the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration. So we celebrate organizations and women on their journey to a new life. June 14, 2014 was our first event. We had an awesome opportunity to celebrate with people that knew my mom, that knew her recovery journey, and that were still long-term sober themselves. So from that experience, every year we celebrate people in the month of September at the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration. Wow, that's, I got chills. Um, and, and I know the story that, you know, Patricia Ann Strange is my grandmother. I know the story, but I still get chills. It's beautiful knowing that just a year after I was born was when she committed to recovery and, and stuck with it and it had lasting years being in sobriety. And so me personally, I never knew my my grandmother in a state of addiction even though she was still in addiction by the time I was born I was just still a baby but it's still a beautiful story and it's just it's amazing it's amazing I know we're going to be touching a lot of people here giving them a lot of good information that is going to help them in their own journey whether they are journeying through sobriety or they are someone who has a loved one who is on a journey of sobriety. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the information for today. Um, On here on Recapture, we're going to have some tips for the journey. What have you learned from your experience? Okay, Essence, thank you again. I first want to just talk about the Recapture tips for the journey and why we call our program Recapture. Recapture means to recover something that was lost or taken. And often when you go through a journey of a difficult space in your life, you think those things cannot be restored. But that's not the type of God that we serve. God is a restoring God. He's a healing God. He's a He's a faithful to us in our journeys. And so what I would learn what I have learned in this experience is I kind of wrote some of the things down. You have to keep in mind that at the time that I was going through these things, I was a youth. And I kind of reflected back on what I did in my experiences with my mom 
And so if you're listening today, this list is designed for the child of a person that has a family-facing addiction. But honestly, we can adapt this list to anyone, any person that has someone in their lives that's facing an addiction issue. Maybe you're a spouse, you're a parent, you're a colleague, even an employer. You or some of you in the listening audience, you don't have anyone in your life that's facing any type of addiction issues. You just want a better understanding. This list is for you also. So number one, do not be ashamed. This is for the child. You did not cause the addiction. You cannot control it. You cannot cure it. You are not the product of your parents' past pain or problems. You are the product of the design God has for your life. In Jeremiah 29 and 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. That's number one. Number two, don't do drugs. Drugs, addiction is a brain disease, and how it affects people may change the course of your life forever. Start on a commitment to yourself right now to be drug-free. Remember that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When my daughter, another daughter, was in high school, and it was a, the drug-free campaign, once a year they do that in the schools, in the public schools. And on the announcement, one of the announcement clerks, they said, do you remember when you signed that paper saying you would be drug-free? And the person paused, and they said, what happened? And my daughter said everyone in her class started laughing. It really it was kind of comical when she mentioned it to me, but you made a commitment. Remember that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Renew the commitment that you made to yourself to be drug-free. Number three, be safe. For a time, you may need to live with a relative or maybe you've been removed from your home by the Child Protective Services. This is not to help hurt you. This is to help you. It's not to harm you. When I was a child, there was a, there was a period that I lived with my grandma. And because of the adults in our lives took that situation and handled it in a mature manner, I did not feel like I was in any harm. Number four, have a confidant or someone to talk to. a counselor, a pastor, a preacher, a police officer, or a principal. And, and, to, try to, and to tie in point, uh, tips three and four, being safe and having a confidant, sometimes if, when you do have the confidant, um, if you're talking to a counselor at school or a police officer um, or, or maybe even your teacher, and you confide in them and you tell them things that are going on at home, they sometimes have to take action on your behalf, but but that's tip three. It's only to help be help you be safe. Um, it's not a bad thing when things have to happen in order for the overall picture to become better. It's very easy for once things start to take place, you you sometimes you blame yourself and you feel like it's your fault. And if I hadn't said anything. I wouldn't have to be moving and things like that. And mommy, daddy, they're in trouble now. No, that's not the case. Mommy or daddy, they, they need help, and they're just going to get help. So it's not a bad thing for you to reach out to someone that is going to be able to give you some type of assistance. 
Thank you so much, Essence. I think that's a great point on being safe and having a confidant and really expressing what you said. It's not your fault. It's not your fault, mom, dad. It's not your fault, the child of a a, someone facing addiction. It's not your fault. And there is help in the arena for you. And we'll jump right back into number five. Behavior is learned. It can be unlearned. Right now, some days may be chaotic and filled with confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Start good behaviors now. Journal, do your homework, clean your room, clean up your living space, have positive friendships, and be thankful. Another good behavior is number six. I'm pausing. Be respectful to your parents. And you may say, what? Not what with a question mark, what with an exclamation point, what? That's right. Be be respectful to your parents. It's true that you don't like what they're doing. It would only cause yourself more harm not honoring God's word to honor your parents and respect them. Yeah, and definitely the to to respect your parents when you can see things that are impacting you in a not positive way. It it may be difficult for you to respect them, but it is only in your benefit to respect them and even going back into um to to point number five regarding learned behaviors psychologically speaking when you do stuff like have a clean environment so if you have your own your own space your own room or even if you share a room just keep your side of the room clean neat and tidy and it is better for you mentally to be able to function and operate and not be overwhelmed by all the other things that you don't necessarily have control over number seven have hope keep your dreams goals and aspirations alive Go and do them. Don't give up. Wow. It's it's interesting because so many people it's they become who they become because of or sometimes in spite of. And so it doesn't matter whatever whatever's been impacting you, any obstacles and challenges you've had to overcome, you can't let those things stop you you can't let those things hold you back those things have to be the lessons that you learn from to help you become a better person Um, in counseling and therapy sometimes they tell you to have reframing thoughts so don't look at the experience as a challenge or an obstacle but just something you learn from something you were able to gain more information from, something that allowed you to have greater perspective than someone else who didn't have that experience as you. Number eight, find a support group. Google a teen, celebrate recovery, ask your church leaders for information or programs in your church. If there's not anything available, start one. Even if it's starting with one or two or three people, start a community of people that you can support one another and encourage one another. Number nine, have a positive attitude. Essence was talking about a, a little bit of, of when we were elaborating on having hope, keeping your dreams alive. When you're pursuing the things that are important to you, that helps you to have a positive attitude. And also write out a God-centered affirmation. 
I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I am made in the image of God. And guess what? Believe it. Believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that God has a plan for your life, that he has great things in store for you. Wow. The last part, believing it. That's the biggest thing because even when you get saved, you have to confess it in your mouth, but also believe it in your heart. That's the biggest thing. You can't, you, you have to say the things because sometimes you have to convince yourself, and that's okay if you have to convince yourself, but you really do have to believe it in all earnestness, the words that you're saying. And only speak positivity over yourself. Never speak anything negative over yourself because whatever you say, that, that is what is going to manifest. And we're also going to talk about number 10, which is pray. I would say, I would say pray. Number 10 is probably really number one. When you start the journey or wherever you are starting today, when I was 14 years old, we had an incident in our home. Can you cry on the radio? I'm getting emotional. We had an incident in our home, and two 14-year-old girls, when I say we, I didn't tell you guys this, but I have a twin sister. My twin sister and I, we stopped in the middle of the floor. We prayed for our mother. I never, I've never experienced anger or disrespect we just always say, because my mama wouldn't go have it anyway. We didn't disrespect our mother. We stood in the, in the floor, and we prayed for our mom. And guess what? It did take some, it took 10 years before she went into recovery, before she went into treatment program. But if I would have lived a, a life of 10 years of my mother and her addictive behaviors and patterns and brokenness and in bitterness, then I would not have been a better person. It was because we did the things that's on this list. Ask your church leaders for information. We were a part of the youth group in our church. My twin sister and I, we've been serving in church since we were 16 years old. We're blah, blah, blah age now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But we still had those those moments where we pray for our mother, it made a difference. Our faith made a difference. Our church made a difference. This is not a list I'm just saying I wrote on top of my head. This is what I lived, and that's why we're sharing the message with you in the listening audience so that you can have hope for those people that you're in communication with, that you're in relationship with, that change can come and will come. That's beautiful. What's the key part? And what you just expressed is the forgiveness piece, right? So Patricia Ann Strange was my grandmother, your mother, you're my mom. And because you were able to forgive her, because you were not having bitterness in your heart, I was able to have a relationship with my grandmother. If you had to reset time and build, build more relationship with her after she had already became sober, that would have greatly impacted my life. I would not have had as bountiful a relationship with my grandmother as I did. And I have fond memories. She passed away. I was only 10 years old 
And someone told me, well, when you get older, you're not going to remember her. I'm 25 now, and I very vividly remember my grandmother because of those memories and things we were able to share and the bond we created over just just a short decade of time. But that was possible because of the forgiveness. And that is a key thing. You don't know any turn that a person can make. You can't always judge a person by their current circumstance, by their current situation, by the current uh, challenge that they're going up against. Because anything can change at any moment and it will completely alter their path, you know. So be, be available. And the other piece, I know we were sharing in the beginning of the broadcast that you may not know anyone personally in your life that you're close with that is on a journey of sobriety, but you may come cross path with someone who is on a journey of sobriety and they may need to feel forgiveness from you. Even though they don't know you, even though y'all don't have any close relationship with each other, they may not have been able to restore or repair the relationship with the loved ones in their life. And they may just need to feel that from you. So even if you don't in your life right now, as you're aware of, have someone you're dealing with, um, that's in sobriety and on that journey, just still take, take the information, take these tips and things like that and kind of keep them in your heart because you never know when you will be able to put them to use. Thank you so much, Essence. I want to recap these things that we talked about, our tips for the journey. Number, number five, behavior is learned. It can be unlearned. Five, number four, have a confidant. Number three, be safe. Number two, don't do drugs. Number one, don't be ashamed. And that's to the persons that's facing someone in their lives. But before we end it, I, I did want to talk to the person that you've had gone through addiction in your own life. You, you're in recovery. You're being restored. You're on a journey, getting back all those things that God has promised to restore in your life. Stop resisting. The word of God says, resist the devil and he will flee. But stop resisting the power of the Holy Spirit and the change that God is making in your life. Not the change that God will make, but the change that he is making in your life. Do not linger on the past. But when things come up, when your child or your spouse or your parents or someone is talking to you about what they've experienced, offer a sincere God-filled apology, meaning an apology of godly sorrow that brings change, a change that others will see. And so that way the relationship can be repaired because we always have forgiveness in our heart towards our mom, but sometimes rebuilding has to occur, and it is very much possible. I want to tell you that we are on a journey, and in our journey it says in the scriptures, a passage in the Bible says, this is the way, walk in it. Thy word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. So we're taking um, tips for the journey. We are walking on this journey together. So when someone comes to you with an apology, we're making amends, we're making things right, making things brand new. Don't rug sweep. Don't gaslight. Just as I said before, offer that sincere apology. Godly sorrow brings repentance. And repentance is a changed mind. And not only a changed mind, 
but a changed action. So what you have experienced in your life, you can have what we had, my twin sister and I, and and we had in our lives. And I'll say Essence, too. We had a mother with a brand new life, a new faith in Jesus Christ. And we're on the radio sharing her story today. My mother died in Christ, and we have a new story to tell. Wow. Awesome. 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 The story is worth telling for sure. I'm super excited for us on our side. I'm super excited for you guys as listeners for tuning in. We thank you guys so much. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys in the future, just reaching out to us. We're looking forward to you guys hearing us more and giving you guys more information. Thank you for tuning in this morning. I'm Essence Monet. I've been your moderator. Thanks for tuning in to Recapture with the Emotional Hope Coach, Donica Riscano. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.